The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey folks, this is producer Drew speaking. Uh, so around nine minutes into this episode, we encountered a little bit of a technical problem. Uh, you might hear a little bit of clicking, popping, um, one person's mic cuts out. But beyond that, uh, it's all smooth sailing. So uh, just be aware of that and please enjoy. We got something really fun going on right now. Tunes and Tumblers needs a tune. Atwood Magazine's premier podcast is in the market for a jingle, and we're inviting artists from all over to create and submit a recording to us. The winner will be chosen this fall. In addition to having their music featured and credited in our future podcasts, the winner will also be invited onto a special episode of Tunes and Tumblers to drink and talk about their music with us. Submissions are open for the month of September. Please send submissions to tunesandtumblerspod at gmail.com with the subject line artist name which is your name tunes and tumblers jingle submission looking to see what you got cheers lovelies welcome to tunes and tumblers by atwood magazine Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Atwood Magazine's Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. Welcome back. This has been a long time. I am your host, Anthony, and joining me as always are... Pedro, your mixologist. Ryan, your uh, music consultant coordinator manager and for the first time ever we have a special guest that's right tunes and tumblers is finally in the guest stage and we're all very excited uh who is our guest today guys well why don't we have her introduce herself hi guys my name is liz um i am a former bartender so i'll be stepping in for pedro as the mixologist for this episode um currently working for a booze distributor so i'm a booze dealer let's call it that yeah and aren't we super lucky that we have someone whose job it is to peddle booze, to peddle booze for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works really well. So, you know, it's been a long time. Uh, we've been really busy getting the podcast out to you lovelies. So we're going we're gonna to try to grease the gears a little bit, like kind of get back into the flow of things. But it's also been a long time, and I'm sure we've been listening to a lot. Uh, what have you guys been listening to? Uh, who wants to take that away? Well, I went to a great show at the Moroccan Lounge this Monday to see Gardens and Via. Oh, that's right. You invited me to that, but I had plans. Yep. You invited me I to mean, that, but I had allergies and I felt <laughs> miserable. Wait, which one of us did you invite first? And I didn't You know which an... one he invited first. I lived with him. <laughs> I didn't merit an invite, so thanks for that. Well, it was, at, that point, <laughs> at that point, it was too late, you know. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're a great band from Santa Barbara that um, now are in LA and they are fronted by a pan flute player 
and they just have some very, very silky synth jams. And um, they're a lot of fun, and I'm glad they're still going at it. They're about to go on tour, do a little West Coast one, so they were phenomenal. And the Moroccan's always a good time. It's such a great venue. I saw Kelsey Carter there a little mm. bit ago. I just love the way it's set up. I love how the stage is kind of separated from the bar. You get like kind of a different atmosphere and they funnel you into like this black box space. Yeah. It just feels very immediate. It's pretty nice. It's become like a date night place too, though. Honestly, like, yes. 95% uh, of people there were on a date. I have never so been I there felt... and not been on a date. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like people there are like, I don't know who's on the lineup, honey. We... And they just they just show up. Oh, how nice. <laughs> What? Oh, are they doing a show back there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's another room. Oh, you know who would love this? Yeah. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> who are these people? You the know who these Arts people District. are. They're yeah. all from the Midwest, though. Yeah, they are. So, yeah. We don't yeah. know anyone from the Midwest. What do we do? <laughs> I think I do, regrettably. But how about you? Uh, what are people um, I went back to a couple to? old favorites recently. Just I don't know. I've, I found myself pretty busy the last couple weeks, and I've just been listening to a lot of... Um, Boogie Belgique, especially their album Volta, um, and uh, Penguin uh, Cafe Orchestra. Oh, um, what is it? Preludes, Airs, and Yodels. I've just been listening to a lot of that, like just sort of like background noise to just help. I don't know. Music like that makes me feel productive. Is it just <laughs> like like what's the vibe? Um, Boogie Belgique. Like, what is the vibe for that? Um, it's sort they. They're, I, I don't know. I really like they, t they take a lot of like really old sounds and sort of remix them and make these really cool loops with them that I really like. Oh, nice. Like, how old are we talking? Like, is this like, it, well, are it, we talking it varies. like, it varies. Like, there's some, there's some like old jazz, like maybe 30s, 40s jazz in there. Um, but other times, like, it's, you know, newer stuff. It just depends. It, but I, I would, I highly suggest looking into it. They're oh, great. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to add that to the playlist. I mean, scroll down a little bit, listeners, and there's our Spotify playlist, everything that we talk about. If we so much as mention it, it gets into the playlist. <laughs> uh, so I don't know, party like a rock star. Oh, my God. And now it's on the playlist. <laughs> Liz. Single-handedly uh, bringing down the whole podcast. <laughs> and or bringing down the house. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Honestly. Spicy. But Liz, what have you been listening to recently? This is our first time with a guest. So I'm interested to see like what happens outside of our bubble. Well, I feel like I kind of touch on the on the outskirts of your bubble. Um, so don't touch my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was very very late to the Billie Eilish game. Um, so I have been absolutely just diving face first into that. Um, so Billie Eilish, Dean Lewis, I'm absolutely obsessed with his newest album. Mm. It's so dark and emotional, but it's beautiful, and I love every second of it. Um, and then I actually just rediscovered one of my favorite uh, Australian artists, Missy Higgins, had sneakily dropped an album without me knowing. So I kind of just uh, started kind of falling into soul nostalgia, is what that's called. So she didn't call you? No, she didn't. I'm really hurt. <laughs> wow. Where's this album come from? I thought we were tight. Out of thin air. So yeah, th those have been my big three lately. <laughs> you just texted. Are you like, mad at me? We gotta. <laughs> Is we, there something we should talk about? Honestly, like these podcast episodes have been coming out um, and we recorded them a long time ago. And I didn't realize that I had brought up Billie Eilish like every freaking episode. Oh, man. <laughs> I figured I'd almost, do the honors this, this time. Almost as much as Lil Nas X. Yeah. Uh, he's doing great, by the way. Enjoying that new uh, Soul Town Road remix with BTS. Well, RM from BTS, but it counts. And now it's on the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's see, what have I been listening to recently? I've been listening to a lot. I mean, one of my favorite uh, music duos, Loot, came out with um, their new EP recently. Uh, it's called Lost, and I really like what they do. They're like they're a, they're a, uh, a production duo from uh, New York. Uh, this guy and this girl. And what I really think that they do well that a lot of electronic um, musicians don't is they like uh, using their instruments in order to create loops and in order to create like to, to build off of sound. So Emma, the one of the vocalists, she, uh, she uses her guitar, her electric guitar, and they use like a lot of fuzz, a lot of distortion. And then they like create electronic music out of that. Um, if you're looking for a prime cut off of that, don't listen to the single because it's garbage. 85%. That is a garbage song. And now it's on Whoa. the playlist. Uh, the, oh, uh, you just the, built this band up. Pour <laughs> them right back down. This well, playlist they chose is going to be so long. Emma, Emma, I, I love you and I look at your Instagram every day. I but see you. I see you. But if we're being honest, you chose the wrong song for the single. You should have chosen Lost. Lost is a jam. It's so it's such like a sad song about not not realizing what you had until it's gone. And just when they break into the chorus, they have just like this guitar strum that's just like out of tune. Like she's just kind of losing her focus and she's losing her cool. She's just like, I think my heart got lost. And like, it's amazing. It's, Does that count as your mansplaining segment for the week? Uh, we'll see. I mean, the podcast has only begun. We're not even in the bar yet. My God. <laughs> it's a great song. Lost by Loot. Um, they just got off tour with Betty Who, another one of my favorite artists. And check it out. And now she's on the playlist. Um, so is this line to get into the bar moving, guys? I don't know. I think we should. Let's see if we if we put Liz up front, if we'll get in there any faster. Oh, that's right. We yeah. brought a girl so we could get in quicker this time. <laughs> Maybe they won't charge yeah. us cover. Yo, fuck this ratio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you remember from episode one, we had a little uh, segment that was called Getting Carded. We gave our cards to our bouncer, uh, Gerald Highwater, who now has like a name and persona of his own. Um, but this time, I think that he recognizes us, but he doesn't recognize Liz. Is that true? Yeah, he definitely doesn't know who I am. So I He's giving us that look. So I figured I'd just bring three IDs just to cover my bases. So go for it, guys. So if one doesn't work, we're going to try the others? All right. Pretty much. Anthony, you should go last. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll start here because Liz decided that her college ID might be the one to get her into this bar. <laughs> Is that an Does, access card? <laughs> yeah, it's an access card. Oh my uh, God. For those who don't know, we all went to UC Santa Barbara and we had these access cards and she brought hers and look at that full color and everything. Oh, you're not wearing the goofy hat. Too. Oh, no, no, no. You're she not one of those some, people. I remember that some people hat. had the gaucho hat. Yeah, some people did. Yeah, I passed on the on the on the hat. Elizabeth Brownstein, University of California, Santa Barbara undergrad. Such a bright young face. Look she at this thinks. smile. She is so happy to be there. You can't and tell which is my face and which is the background. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> Did she like get no, lost I'm in very it? Fair. Right the I, I feel like other than the length, your hair hasn't really changed all that much, has it? Like you usually wear it, like with the Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's I, fairly similar to this. I couldn't find any exciting ideas aside from one. I really okay. tried to find my like original okay. driver's license where I had long curly hair. And you're wearing a tank top. I, I am. Yeah. It's called Santa Barbara. Yeah, I know. You're ready for the beach life. Ooh, I dig it. I mean, Gerald is confiscating it, but <laughs> I like it. I Honestly, like it the thing about living in Santa Barbara 
uh, is that even though you're in such close proximity to the beach, some people are literally living on the cliffs overlooking the ocean oh, is yeah. that you forget that it's there. You take it for granted. Mm -hmm. You're all you're you're these privileged people who are just like, why is why are the poor people so upset? Like everything's <laughs> fine. Like it's that's Santa Barbara. And 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 yeah, and that's one hell of a bubble. Yeah. Talk about a bubble. Absolutely. That's a bubble. Oh, but we're still not in the bar. Let's try the next ID. Ryan, what you got? Okay, hopefully this one will work. Is this uh, this is pretty current? <laughs> that is, that is, is my this, current this is driver's cur license. Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Why is that a wow? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when was this <laughs> issued? Uh, when was it issued? Where does it say? Oh, 2014. <laughs> so five years huh. ago. Yeah. It's expiring this year, so I have to handle that. But are you gonna have to take a new picture? I hope not. It's like actually one of my better pictures. Mm. Proud of it. I look very tan in it. Are you? Are you? Ryan are is you transfixed. Someone, are you someone like me who like you're ready when you go into the DMV? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Your not, eyebrows so, seem thinner. That's really what you took away from that entire thing. <laughs> I mean, the California mountains in the back are terrific. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, on the car, you know. Oh, I thought idea. that was like something they do at the DMV now. It's like, what? What background? background now like, the back. <laughs> so you go to Sears and you make an appointment for your DMV photo. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, there's nothing exciting about that There's not much one. to say, really. I mean, it. you know, I'm glad they don't turn you away. So. <laughs> yeah. You ever been turned away? This no, but this somebody gets you into tried places? to take that when I was in Texas a couple weeks ago. Somebody carted me for Ew. just a random bar. I was sitting there by myself, had a glass of wine at this schmancy little place, and the bartender saw it and was like, this isn't you. And I was like, pretty sure that looks just like me. Did they not know that you were a booze dealer? I don't usually lead with that at bars. I mean, I can take out my business card if I need to, but I'd rather not and just... She's discreet. Yeah. I try to be. So he didn't give it back? No, he clearly gave oh, it back. Oh, this was the one? That was the one, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> but he thought it was a, a fake because it was California driver's license. And in I Texas. get that I look younger than I am. And I was in Texas and just it all kind of. Oh, to look younger than you are. Come back at closing to uh, get this back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm turning 30 this year. And now when I get carded, I'm starting to get surprised. And I realize that that is a sign of the, the, the creeping embrace of old age. It's 30. Trust uh, me, it's not that bad. I'm turning 30 this year as well, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be carded for another decade. I, it's not fun. That's because it's you... fun. What are you talking about? I what are you talking it. about? Getting no. carded is fine. Because People get, would love to be carded. I get quizzed on it, though. People are like, what is your Zodiac sign? Or, you know, what is the the address listed your on Zodiac here? Zodiac sign's not on here. <laughs> in California, they list your no, your in birthday. LA they list it. But your birth, oh my god, your birthday—that was always my trick because nobody ever knew the zodiac sign of the birthday of their fake. They know it of their own. So Amateurs. when I was a bartender, if you ever thought something was a fake, you'd say, "What's your zodiac sign?" Insider tr trick: note the zodiac sign of your fake ID. Well, Show we're still out in the bar, guys. Oh God, we're, Gerald, we're, she's cool. All right, let's, Trust right, me. let's, let's pull Anthony's. out the last card. He tried to bend this one, at, like in the corners. <laughs> he bit it. <laughs> <laughs> he That's right. There's yet. gold in that ID. <laughs> All right. So this is not you, Liz. <laughs> so this is an ID that I got from my sister, who shall remain anonymous. Um, in a birthday card a week before I went to college, that said "Happy 21st birthday." Needless to say, I wasn't 21. Wow. But there's wow. one key piece of information I'm hoping you can point it out that is, is so far-fetched for somebody like me. Um, well, it's You're either... You're an organ donor. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> the back? There's like nothing on the back. There's nothing on the back of this one either. That? No, it's on the front. Oh, oh yeah. No. So either there, there are two things that I find bizarre about this. Number one, you wouldn't be caught dead in San Francisco, which is where this person <laughs> is from. You're not wrong. And the second is that it says you're five seven, which Bingo. you are not. <laughs> I am, I'm all of five two, five three on a really good day. So every time I use that ID, I was in ridiculously high heels, and it, I still have it. It never got taken. Anyone remember moon shoes from the mid nineties? Were you wearing yes. moon shoes? No, but I wish I was with all of my being. It right was now. Liz with a friend in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am Elizabeth Adultman. <laughs> I'll have an alcohol, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow really really gerald okay we're in guys all it right <laughs> all right all right good job <laughs> after after an astoundingly long time in line i think we're ready to finally listen to some music oh, finally oh man ryan good god <laughs> please <laughs> I'm still looking. i finally got to look at that one <laughs> wow we do look similar in our defense yeah you do but i it, i can it's see pretty it. good that's that's one of the best ones I think I've seen, actually. Like thank you, best, thank you. Uh, I can see like, it. Thank you, sister. Again, our Shout future out. guests really have their work cut out for them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the bar y'all. is so high <laughs> for someone who's 5'2". Oh, you know what? Oh. It's as high as I can reach. <laughs> so let's put on some music. Ryan, here's your, here's your designated 20 for the evening. Go put something on the jukebox. What are we listening to? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't trust me with don't, the 20. But... Don't tell them that it's only 5 and that you're pocketing the other 15. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> so we are listening to Late Night Feelings, the latest solo offering from the one and only Mark Ronson, <laughs> DJ, super producer, and blow dryer purveyor. So the, the album consists of a series of self-proclaimed sad bangers featuring a murderer's row of female vocalists from Alicia Keys to Angel Olsen. Has a good mix of throwback jams with dabblings of 80s-infused gloss disco, funk and soul, dream ballads, and... I'm not going to say yacht rock, but like yacht pop, maybe we'll say. Yacht pop. Um, and lyrically, it's exploring feelings related to longing, heartbreak, disillusion, therapy. It's got it all. Everything we've all <laughs> been feeling since 2016. <laughs> so that's the one we got on the queue, everybody. Um, Love it. All right, let's line it up. But before we do that, <clears throat> we're in a bar, of course. So we need some libations to go along with these sad bangers. Pedro, what's going on today? Listen, I'm going to take a night off. Oh, shit. Yeah. This is why I brought Liz with me. Because Liz is a dope bartender. And I feel like she'll know exactly what to make for this album. Um, so... Why don't I go ahead and hand it off to her? She, we worked together a little bit on this. We did. We collaborated on yeah, it. Yeah, but she, she fucking knocked it out of the park. So Liz, what are we drinking? Thank you, Pedro. Um, so we are drinking what I am calling the more than a tease. Um, basically, how I went about this was a bit of a play on the whole idea that women are sugar spice and everything nice. So there's a little sweet. There's a little of the herbaceousness. There's a little bit of a kick with some black pepper. You'll find that out shortly. Um, and a lot of comfort. Um, to be honest, when listening to this album, I imagined myself with five of my girlfriends sitting at a lounge telling my friend, Becky, he's a jerk forget him you deserve so much better and i could go up to the bar and order all my girlfriends this cocktail um so when you first look at it it is a little concerning it's a little deceiving it has a it is topped with egg white foam 
Um, which gives the drink a really awesome kind of shell or a facade, if you will, that kind of mirrors when women put on the happy face and say, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. That is actually broken up a little bit with the cracked black pepper that is the garnish of this drink, um, which serves as kind of the, if you will, pieces of us, which is a a song title directly off the album, Um, the, the pieces of us that haven't yet slipped into memories and they're part of you now. And honestly, without them, you would miss them. Um, underneath the foam, the, the cocktail is very opaque. It's cloudy. It is convoluted. It is complicated. It has a lot of flavors. Um, some of those flavors include things like olive oil, the egg whites come through, the ginger, vanilla, all these things that give it really a comforting approach. Um, it's kind of a hug in a glass, but also has a very stiff, like strong boozy bass that really shines through with this album with the strength of the women who are singing on it so that is my approach and i hope you guys enjoy damn you need to step up your game pedro i'm no i can never do what liz does liz, is like, <laughs> liz fucking worked this drink it he was so my Mark good. Ronson, though. He was he was sitting in the sidelines and helping me tweak it as I needed to tweak it. So you were it. the producer. So he was I, my producer. Yes, yeah. It's actually that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I totally was just sort of sitting there, like, okay, why? <laughs> Tell me the reasoning behind yeah. this. Was okay. Yeah. So we're gonna do a post that tells everyone exactly how to make this, so that they can do this on their own. But could you just list off the ingredients that we have in here, real quick? Absolutely. So in this cocktail, we have. Some vodka. We have vanilla vodka. My chosen brand is Stoli because I think that they have the best vanilla vodka on the market. Um, some Domaine de Canton ginger liqueur, lemon juice, simple syrup, olive oil, egg whites, all dry shaken, so meaning no ice, so you can really get those frothy egg whites. Then adding in some ice, double or shaking it again, straining it into whatever glass you want i like it in a champagne flute feels a little bit classier and topped with some freshly cracked black pepper um there's also a second version of this cocktail that i'd like to mention that is for all the truly heartbroken that you can make with almost everything that you probably have in your kitchen uh we will also post that recipe it is basically taking out the things like ginger liqueur and vanilla vodka subbing in some vanilla extract and some simple syrup that you steep in some lemon ginger tea bags. So we will throw all that onto the podcast Instagram. Wow. I wasn't kidding when I texted you. I was like, she killed it. She has this drink. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we all run the Instagram together and I was not present for the brainstorming session of this. I just watched from afar and I'm like, oh, damn, what is going to happen when we come in here to record? And I, I have to say, looking at this cocktail i'm not disappointed in the least so i think that it's it's time to get started yep all right cheers everyone cheers yeah so let's start things off by talking about the album a little bit let's talk about first impressions i know that uh i mean at least in the past i've just kind of universally liked everything that we've talked about but i think there's a lot of nuance here that i want to get into so first reactions let's let's send it around the circle ryan what do you what do you think of this album just like what struck you immediately uh, what struck me immediately was just how much I, I feel like I couldn't tell it was really like a Mark Ronson album. Like when I had it on, I almost forgot like who I was listening to. And I don't, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I felt like it wasn't, it didn't necessarily have his fingerprints all over it per se, or like his signatures, which was good. I thought like everyone really shines on it. And of course, as usual with him, the, the signatures there are there that are, are that the production is great. 
like the songwriting's impeccable. Like he's a master behind the boards. He's a great, you know, the live musicianship on it is phenomenal. And, um, so I really dug it and I thought the features were just each one kind of felt exactly right for each singer on it. So I was impressed with how it all turned out. And while it didn't feel like a cathartic album in terms of heartbreak, it felt like a good refreshing, like doesn't have to be this end of the world thing. You can dance through it or sort of like, you know, Hmm. wobble to it. So I'm going to spin off that for a second and say that for the first time in a while, I feel like this is an album that really legitimizes the reactions and emotions and the pain that women are conditioned to actually feel ashamed of. And it's things like missing that affection and needing the con- the reassurance and needing to hear what is going on in a guy's head or in their partner's head. Um, wanting what's, wrong, what's quote unquote wrong for us or being told that we're supposed to hide our emotions and play the hard to get game. Just so many different themes throughout this album really felt like they grabbed everything out of my brain and put it into a song and it hit home in so many ways. Um, and for me, it just felt very humbling almost in a way that it, it was, it's a lovely feeling to not feel like I'm the only psycho girl who gets torn in half by a guy. Well, I know that that's not necessarily, uh, exclusive to, to women. Like that seems to be like how I feel about being in, in a relationship or like, you know, being in a will they, won't they with somebody I'm dating it's, you know, it's, it's always like a mind game. Like what's in your head. If, if you don't tell me if we're not like straight up with each other, like how do I, how do I, um, kind of, uh, um, compromise what I want with what, with what you want and how do we get on the same page? I feel like one of the big issues I run into when I date somebody is that everyone is so concerned about not hurting somebody's feelings that oftentimes like we're left in the dark. Like say that you, you know that you don't want to be with somebody, you know that this date, this dating scenario is going to go nowhere, but oh, you like them enough that you don't want to hurt their feelings and you want to let them down easy. So you end up ghosting them or like stringing them along their feelings <laughs> and hurting their feelings. I mean, anytime you, you, you get into an interpersonal relationship, um, somebody's going to get hurt. I mean, Maybe that's a cynical way to look at it, but I just feel like, yeah, we all think it, we just don't talk about it. And I think that's at least what I appreciate about what Mark Ronson's trying to do here is like, let's give these feelings a voice. So one of the things that this kind of pushed me down the rabbit hole of was love languages and how people kind of give and receive different love languages in different ways. So I did a little bit of research because it's what I do best. And... (laughs) I found out that quality time is actually the number one love language for women, both men and women. But when it comes to number two, men are split 50 50 between physical touch and words of affirmation and women. It's a complete and total blowout. It's all words of affirmation. So there's a lot in this album. That's, I don't know how he's feeling. My universe was torn in two and it's all because I don't know what he's thinking and how he sees this or where he stands. So it, yeah, it hit home <laughs> for me. Yeah. I mean, if, for you, for listeners, because they don't have the, the visual here, like Liz brought War and Peace here that she wrote out. Um, you didn't need to call it out. <laughs> no, no, it's a I literal appreciate copy it. of War and Peace, but inside <laughs> also it are the notes. notes. <laughs> she tore into the book, like in The Simpsons. I did not do this. No, 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 it's more of a scenario if she opens up the book and there's a flask in there that has the cocktail in it. One of the best gifts that I ever got for my birthday is that my ex, like, she, she got me a copy of, like, um, 
it was the complete works of William Shakespeare that was leather bound. I'm like, this is great. And she's like, no, 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 open it. And I open it and it's hollowed out. Like uh, all of his, all of his work is destroyed. And she's like, you can put your alcohol in here. And I'm like, I'm glad that that's how you see me. <laughs> okay. But I would be glad if, that's how, if someone saw me and was like, I want to feed that. You yeah. can lie to your guests about being cultured. Exactly. <laughs> No, I don't want to a, read. It's a metaphor for you. You're just uh, sophisticated on the outside, but the inside, you're just pure fucking I'm just alcohol. a hollow shell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fueling my vices while putting on a, while putting on a facade. <laughs> I'm a poetic drunk. That's all they ever are. It's, I mean, there's a whole thing that we can get into about how our society romanticizes like, like male creatives and about how like the tortured artist is the, is the one that everyone wants to be. But, but that's not this podcast. I mean, I'm sure there's a no. podcast of it. Um, we're going to, we're going to smile and forget. We're going to sad bang our way through it with Mark. Because Hansen. we drink here. Because we drink. Uh, Pedro, we haven't heard how you feel about this album. What, um, what caught you? I'm, I mean, big Mark Ronson fan. I love Mark Ronson. I've loved all his albums. And this one definitely sticks out as the most unique of all the albums he's done. I mean, Ryan, you're totally right. Like there's, it's him as far as quality and and the way he showcases artists, but he definitely lets himself sort of fade into the background a little bit. He, He does it very well. Like it's that sort of thing where it's like, if you do it right, no one will know you did anything at all, you know? Yeah. Um, and he, he just showcases these these female artists so well. And listening to it, it sort of felt like I was like I was sitting in like, you know, a dark lounge, like a dimly lit lounge, and I was just watching this cabaret of women going up and singing their hearts mm. out. You know, just sort of a lineup of just these different women singing these songs. And it, it just felt like a great show. It felt so honest and like and I love that like you were able to like point out those things about because I mean I don't have a female perspective, so it's right. cool to hear that about it. Um, but even so, yeah, I definitely relate to a lot of what's being talked about in this album. Because, um, yeah, when when you go through like a breakup or something like that you and you go out with your friends, are always like, forget them. Yeah, you know, screw you, him. You can do so, so much better. Yeah, exactly. You're so much better. There's but, plenty of fish in the sea. But there's, as soon as you go home, platitudes, all you yeah. do, all, all you do is... have mercury poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's yeah, a t-shirt but the truth is the minute you go home you lay in bed and all you want to do is call them and in the words of oh i hope it's camilla cabello but it might be leaky lee um this silence speaks oh. what is that oh lyric? that's leaky lee yeah, yeah um i i lay in silence but silence, silence talks, talks dude yep. spot on it's yeah no it's oh man this you know, the sensory is... deprivation take long enough. The silence speaks. <laughs> that's for true. Yeah. And that's when you know you need to get out. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I loved the showcasing of, of female talent. And I loved um, that even though it is an album about like heartbreak and loss, there's never a moment where you feel like any of these characters are like victims of what's going on. None of them are ever like weepy or right. um, sort of, you know, beaten up by everything that's happened. They're very self-aware of what's going on of of maybe whatever issues they think whatever they think is wrong with them whatever they know is wrong with whoever it is that's messing them up and sort of and there's moments of uh of these characters sort of trying to make it better for themselves um like there's that line 
that I think uh, Camila Cabello has that she's like, you know, I do therapy twice a week now. Yep. You know, and it, like, I mean, it's this, t- it's this small, it's one line that could almost be insignificant, but at the same time, it's like, well, no, she's, she's like, I'm, I'm working through this. This like, crush is crushing me. Yeah, I'm going like, to therapy twice a week. This sucks yep. and I'm trying to make this better. Absolutely. And then there's the whole. That's a lot for therapy, by the way. <laughs> do you think she's in therapy? I don't know. <laughs> I think everybody should be in therapy. This I know. Twi- the twice a week. Don't at me. Yeah. Yeah. Twi- twice glad, a week might be. But I'm glad that she's glorifying it. Well, then there's, yeah. a, there's also the. the I don't know song. that she's. Glo- Sorry, Peter. No, go ahead. I don't know that she's glorifying it though. Wrong word. She's, I'm yeah. glad she's uh, making normalizing it. Normalizing yeah. it. There we go. The okay. Yeah. The thing is, like, and, and that's. I mean, we talked about BTS a couple of weeks ago, and like one of the things that really um, draws people to them, and and what creates like this army of of misfits who kind of like fall under the umbrella is like the, the way that they talk about, um, uh, uh, depression and the way they talk about, um, mental health. And, and even, um, I think it was RM, but, but you know, um, uh, fact check me. Uh, one of, one of the members of, no, it was sugar. It was sugar who talked about this. I, I remember this. Uh, so he was talking about like, uh, EW was asking him like, why do you talk about these things in your lyrics? And he's like, well, I feel like as artists with a huge platform, if you talk about it in a candid way, it makes it normal. It makes it like, like depression is like having the cold. Like if you have a right. cold, you go to the doctor, you get some medicine, but like, because no one's talking about depression, no one's doing anything about it. Right. So that's why they do that. Yeah, and um, just sort of like to finish this off, there was also that song, like, you know, the Alicia Keys song, uh, the Truth. Truth, yeah. Mm. Truth, and it's just sort of a keep doing you, keep doing you and do better. Just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, so there's there's heartbreak, there's loss, but there's never weakness in this album, and I love that. And there's never defeat. Yeah, there's, exactly. There's, there's vulnerability. All, ex- oh, but totally. There's never rolling over and saying he won. And I, and I think there's something like great in that too. Like there is vulnerability, but it's there's strength in that. Absolutely. Um, so that's those. That's my impression of the album, um, and what I loved about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've kind of like butted in everywhere with my own opinion, and um, but I think like you're the generally... cracked pepper on all of our reviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, the strength and vulnerability is why the drink is so strong. So. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, thank you. Uh, but, well, I, I definitely agree about like the approach. Like I, I I think the approach is commendable. Um, I will say that to me, at least like a lot of these songs kind of blend together. I don't really feel like there was like a a very strong point of view as far as the music was concerned. Um, I think that there are some great songs in particular turn blue, which, which had angel Olsen on it. And of course the, the, the singles, I really love nothing breaks like a heart. Oh yeah. That's the standout. That is, that is like a standout. But, um, I think like in general, like a lot of these I, I just kind of felt like it was background music and I think that as at least as far as like a breakup album is concerned I want it to touch me in a way and I didn't really feel like this album was touching me like I didn't really feel like the sound of it was really getting into um, my emotion it wasn't tapping into anything and like I, I think that what he does is great and I think that I think that him playing to his strengths in a way kind of diminished the effect that this album would otherwise have on me. And like, I, I totally see what you guys are saying. Like, I'm not here to be just be like, this is a shitty album. I don't think that at all. I just think that there was a way that he could have done this better. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I think that when you take it as an album, it's wonderful. I think it's enjoyable. I think it's catchy. I think it's, it's dancey. It's everything that you're looking for when you think Mark Ronson, sad bangers. It's what you're expecting. The only thing sad about it, in my opinion, aside from a couple of the songs that have really 
melancholy kind of background music that supports the lyrics is when you start listening to the lyrics, that's when it sinks in. It's not the sound of the music and the sound of the songs necessarily. It's the vocals. It's the lyrics in and of themselves that really hit like just hit deep for me. And I literally printed out a list of probably a dozen of the lyrics that hit closest to home for me. So um, yeah, I think those work for sure. But I think that's why you can't think of this really as a breakup album. Mm -hmm. I at least don't Mm -hmm. because it is an album centered around female vocalists with yes, some very, very heavy and emotionally driven lyrics. However, the songs are not heavy and emotional. Yeah, it's definitely. a weird disconnect. But I it think works. then then that's that's my problem, uh, trying to justify my expectation with what he's trying to do here. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think an argument can be. Uh, I think, I mean, you're saying it's it the the sound of it doesn't grab. You, yeah, it's it's right. not like if you're if to me if you're singing songs about heartbreak. I need to feel that heartbreak. You want to be groped by an album when you hear. Yeah, it. <laughs> I want. I want them to like reach my undercarriage and grab me close and just be like, "Do you feel it now?" Well, but I. Like, but I think that could be. I think that could be sort of a, a theme of this album too, where it's it's not always apparent, right? It's not always, bam, right there in your face, and you kind of have to, kind of have to pay attention to someone, to like know what they're going through, and, and you might not. It might not be right there in front of you you know what i mean yeah i also think that when it comes to being brokenhearted there are so many different phases that you can go through there's the super deep depression where you just want to curl up in the fetal position eat some chocolate ice cream and call it a freaking day and just pretend like the world outside doesn't exist and there are those sad heavy emotional songs that can like you said grab you by the undercarriage and just tear your heart out Whereas there's also it sounds so painful. It, just reaching it up through, through the through the bottom of you to your heart. I'm, ar- I'm aroused. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's another kind of heartbreak where you're just so angry, and there's all those songs that are so angry. But then there are those upbeat, like you're gonna get through this kind of that genre of heartbreak songs. So like there's always upbeat or like strangely upbeat songs for super heavy lyrics pumped up kicks is the first one that comes to mind um with kind of an upbeat song talking about columbine like talking about a school shooting it's so heavy and you never know it until you actually look at the lyrics fun fact they pull that song from the radio every time that there's a mass shooting yep so fun for who (laughs) i do want to sorry liz but i do i want do want to we can maybe post this link but i recommend everybody look up the list that the um i think it was the fcc or it was clear channel it was clear channels yeah. radio station ban of songs that couldn't be played after 9-11 and it's like anything with fire anything with flames anything with jumping anything with just or flying or anything so was van halen did not to be played yeah van halen's, van halen's jump. jump was not on there we didn't start the fire i'm on fire r um, kelly Oh my God! These are all on the playlist Wait. now. Oh, I believe no. I can lie. <laughs> oh, guys. You know these what? are all on the playlist now. Oh Jesus! Oh God! <laughs> <It's not dark. laughs> hey, listeners! If there's songs that you thought should have been on the Clear Channels, don't play after 9/11. No, so uh, I, I mean, I mean I, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put this on the playlist right now. But Drowning Pools uh, uh, Bodies was oh, it was a big one that was pulled. Absolutely, it was a huge song, and it would have been huger if 9/11 didn't happen. So really. 
Is there an interview with that guy going like, you don't really ruined our career? Oh, God, no. no. <laughs> no I hope we not. were going to be stars. Oh, no. <laughs> we were going to be a household name. <laughs> Jeez. Is there a remix of that song for the clubs? I feel like that'd be a there good is, one. There is, actually. Is yes. there one for the club? They play, <laughs> they play that in tonic. Oh, my God. But that's yes. going to be, when I make the playlist, it's going to be uh, find Bodies the, the find Club Find the remix. Next. Yes. <laughs> one for the club. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we've been going for a long time, and I think it's time to finally wrap things up. But I will say this. A message to anyone who's caused you a bad breakup, since, you know, the, the album doesn't have a whole lot of animus towards you know, the folks they've broken up with. I will just say, um, to anyone that's ever heard any of us, um, eat some shit because <laughs> one million flies can't be wrong. Ooh, Charles what? Darwin. Love that. I, I'm getting that tattooed on my left I was just going to say that. <laughs> Not on my thigh. Though, is it going to be, is it going to be the, the poop emoji with the, the, the quote underneath? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it is. It might. Yeah. You guys know about you can actually send somebody a pile of an animal's shit. Oh, I know. To their house. Wait. Oh, have you, you done can this? Have somebody commit no, a crime I'm, I'm for sa- you. I'm saving it for like. Who is this? Who does this? There's. I believe it. I don't quote me on this. It's like either pile of shit or pile of crap or pile of dung dot com, yeah. and they literally just collect feces from different animals and ship them wherever you want. And them depending shipped. on what you want to pay, like you can pay all the way. You, you can, can pay like for. You elephant can pay for, dung. Yeah, you can pay like, all the way up to like elephant crap. You get. A massive shipment of shit. I guess it's better. Well, than a massive shipment. Pileofdung.com. Or this is your opportunity to sponsor us. <laughs> You're on the playlist now. You're too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we go into? Uh... Oh yes. I think it's time to wrap up our conversation before last call, but now that we're all crying, now that we're all crying, but before we leave the bar, it's time to play our favorite game. Hashtag mood. For those of you who don't know about hashtag mood, it's our game where we reach into a very deformed Mrs. Potts and we pull out little slips of paper that have playlist moods on them. We read them and each of us gets to have a chance to create a Spotify playlist of four songs based on whatever that mood says. So without further ado, who wants to do the honors and, and reach into Mrs. Potts's head first? Should it? I mean, no, no, it no. should not. Okay, let's show Liz how we do it. All yeah, right. let's, let's show Liz how we do the last it. one right. to go. Here we go. <laughs> Ryan's up first. <laughs> you might want to shake those up. Oh, my dad getting up off the couch. <laughs> There's a whole episode about uh, of Letterkenny about that. There's about dad noises. Oh, we have a lot of okay, moods. Oh, we've been we've been stacking right. them up. We got a. Uh, oh. Okay. All right. I can't make heads or tails of this. <laughs> Sorry, that's chicken scratch. Okay, here we go. You just got your dream car, and a hundred feet out of the dealership lot, you get a blowout. So, like a tire blowout. Yeah, or I was going to say, right here, blowout. Tire blowout. What did the car blowout. come with? <laughs> just hairdressers pop out of the back. You blow out your tire. <laughs> Okay. All right. I got a tire blowout. Okay. So the thing to understand about me is that I do not handle car difficulties well. Girl, same. <laughs> so I probably start off with a classic road rage anthem, Offspring's Bad Habit. Yeah. Oh. Solid. And then I got to go into the Violent Femmes kiss off because I'm still angry, <laughs> but I still one for my family. You know, you just got to go down the list of everything making you angry in the moment. And that one, though, because it's, had, it's led by acoustic guitar. You're moving away. I have to come down from the anger or else there's certain death for people. In my You're counting family. backwards from 10 at this point. <laughs> you know what? That wasn't what I thought, but that's brilliant. <laughs> so then, you know, I'm with somebody 
I think from this dealership situation because I can't buy a car loan. I don't know shit from Shinola when it comes to buying a car. I mean, <laughs> so I would probably then I'd have to move it over to my co-pilot. So drive my car, the Beatles. <laughs> and then for the ultimate smooth ride out, we got to roll with Boy Racers by Metronomy off the Love Letters album. Love it. That might be one of the best playlists that has ever happened on this show. Too bad it's going to be like Thank buried you. with all the other crap we've mentioned in this episode. Yeah, I'm going to pull out mine and I'm just going to be like TikTok by Kesha four times. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> four times. And we're going to put it on the playlist four times. Christ. Like when you guys both did Steeler's Wheel a couple weeks ago. We did. We did. All right. Here we go. Sorry, Mrs. Potts. All right. Yeah, Anthony yeah, Cause coming in deep. Rope in the bowl. The AK. Another one. Why'd you put him right on top? I didn't know I wasn't supposed to. You find a Mrs. Potts ceramic tea kettle in a thrift store. She oh looks God. like she's melting. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very meta. So, I mean, this one hits pretty close to home, so I think we're just going to, to retrace my, my whole emotional arc when um, this happened to us. Uh, when, when Mrs. Potts came home. So <laughs> by Beatrice Potter, <laughs> the very Trips. first song is going to be, I mean, obviously I, I know that she's melting and I, I, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is I melt by Rascal Flatts. Um, <laughs> so I melt every time you look at me that way. So, I mean, we're both here together. We're both looking at each other and we're both physically melting at, at the beauty of one another. Uh, I don't but, like but where this is going. I'm not, I'm not blind. I know that she has her physical flaws and I just want to showcase the fact that I'm okay with them. So we're going to roll into Brick House by Commodore. Uh, she's a brick house. She's mighty mighty. She's a ceramic house. <laughs> yeah. So I understand that she is, uh, also very confident. She's very sure of herself. She doesn't really care too much about her physical appearance, but the, you know what? That doesn't really matter to me. Um, so we're going to go into bad bitches by Tyga. Um, that, that I think that that describes, that describes Mrs. Potts perfectly. <laughs> And finally, um, I want her to know that uh, that that despite her physical and 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 like, I, I mean, she's really hideous to look at, guys. But you know, she's haunting me. <laughs> she's gonna be in my nightmares later. And she will also be on the Instagram later. I don't but know why, know but what? it's without her little hat, her head, like the top part of her head. It's so much worse. You see the she's void waiting into for her, you. Soul. <laughs> she's waiting for your hand, Liz. I know. In with the other's chip. <laughs> zombie version hey Halen. well you know despite her horrific appearance and and just like the way she's going to haunt my nightmares she is beautiful and you are so beautiful to me by joe cocker wow that's, wow. Big, that's big of you what a roller coaster wow that was that was a ride who's next Fantastic. I'll, I'll go let's make liz last oh God, let's let's finish on liz first. yeah <laughs> did we do this? No, I don't think we Same. did. All right. The only dispensary in your neighborhood closed early for Good Friday. This must have been right around when you were sober. Yeah. I think I, I, think I did oh, that. Was this you? Do we want to pick a new one or do you like that no, one? No, no. I'll, I'll work with that one. Okay. So I'm on my way to the to the dispensary. And the song that I'm thinking is next episode by mm. Dr. Dre and Snoop. Ooh. Yep. Obviously. And then once I get there... And I hear the terrible news, or actually I see it, right? Because they're closed for Good Friday. Because <laughs> Jesus so conveniently decided to die. 
Um, I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. And then as I'm walking back, I'm just, uh, it doesn't make any sense. And it's not fair by Lily Allen. Oh, (laughs) did Mark Mark produce that one? Uh, I don't think he did. Okay. No, but it is. It does have a country sound to it. He might. I have, feel to like. Be honest. Um, I feel like they're an ideal pairing. The oh, they've yeah. they've they've worked together a lot. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's not fair. Um, and then the last song because I'm just sitting at home, sober, by, <laughs> uh, I I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. It's either Daste or Duste. It looks like taste, just spelled with a D. Um, Daste. But yeah, it's called Sober by Daste, and I'm just sitting there wallowing in my sobriety, and it's terrible <laughs> so god i'm not gonna it. stop thinking thankfully about they don't close liquor stores on good hey. friday because catholics drink so that's more my speed <laughs> beautiful <laughs> so i've never had to deal with this love it but uh guess whose turn it is now all right here we go so my hashtag mood is uh you've been working on it for months and your summer body is finally ready you bust out your brand new swimsuit and strut your stuff down Venice Boulevard. Sorry, Venice Boardwalk, not Boulevard. Oh my God, that's so much fun because I got that one before, but let's see if you can top my playlist from, the other, from the other day. Challenge accepted. I like that. Um, okay, well, I'm torn between five songs, so I'm going to have one as like my reserve in case you guys let me do five. Um, but we're going to we'll start off a la Mean Girls with some Past That Dutch by Missy Elliott. Oh, <laughs> all right. I, I fold immediately. Yeah, it's already, it's already better. <laughs> um, we're going to go into some Don'tcha by Pussycat Dolls, throwing it back. Wow. Love it. Oh. Um, we're going then from PCD down to some recent Kelly Clarkson called A Whole Lot of Woman, which is my <laughs> new anthem. Yeah. My new anthem. Um, and... I'm doing five with or without your permission. Um, the fifth one or fourth one is going to be Raise Hell by Dorothy. Oh, I love that song. Okay. Such a good song to go stomping down the boardwalk in. Um, and then Are to, you wearing heels in your swimsuit? Absolutely. <laughs> it's Venice. Why wouldn't I be? Um, and to round it all off, I hope you guys are excited as this, as I am about this one. Um, let's do some Nails, Hair, Hips, Heels by Todrick. <laughs> all right. I, I, I like now, that. I concede. Yeah. Uh, that is way better than whatever I came up Introducing with Introducing our new yep. Tunes and Tumblers co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I resign. There can be only one. <laughs> well, that, that was, was a lot of fun. Thank you. That was great. And uh, Gerald is giving us the, uh, the the come hither gesture, which means it's time to go. Oh, he wasn't just giving that to me? Uh, no, I thought he was giving it to me, but... <laughs> he didn't give it to me. This is awkward. <laughs> hey, he's giving it to all of us. We might, uh, we might all see each other naked tonight. It's all right, down those drinks, everyone. <laughs> bottoms up. Yeah, uh, bottoms up. Cheers, guys. All right. Bottoms up and... Uh, uh, let's uh, let's 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 give some final thoughts, like uh, about heartbreak, about Mark Ronson. What's lingering with you? You'll get through it. Whatever it is, you will get through it. I promise. What Talk you- about how you feel. Be yeah. honest about it. Like, just be upfront. It's the biggest thing you take away from this album for me. That yes, these emotions are legitimate, but you, the best thing you could do is clear it up for your partner and tell them exactly where you stand so that there's not this game that you're playing and this ring around the rosy that you never know when it's going to end. Amen. What about you, Ryan? I got nothing. I said my closing thought from that quote from Charles, uh, Charles Darwin earlier. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to reiterate that. Repeat so. it. Oh, uh, eat some shit. Cause 1 million flies can't be wrong. Yep. Shout out to all the exes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to say, 
that you should always be honest. Even if it seems like it's the hard thing to do, even if it seems like you're going to hurt feelings, always speak your mind because that's how you're going to preserve somebody's feelings the best you can and preserve your feelings the best that you can. And you know what? With that, I'm going to go home and cry myself to sleep. With well, or thank without you. Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you to our special guest, Liz. Thank Liz, thank, thank you for yes. coming on. Oh, oh, thank my you God. for, for blessing me. the pod with your Amazing grace. Drink. If you haven't seen, we're going to post this later, but Liz is going to show you how to savor a champagne via boomerang if you didn't catch the live stream that we did earlier. Yep, yep. Well, even if she's not the one who physically does it, know that she is the coach. She's the Bill Belichick behind uh, Peter's oh, Tom no, Brady. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, no. I'll be the Dallas Eakins. Sorry, hockey fan, Ducks fan. Ooh, that's going to alienate some people. Um, oh, I'll be my. the Dallas Eakins behind the sabering, not the Bill Belichick. Screw him. Okay, so we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gerald, we're coming. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Can I just leave this here? Okay, great. Bye. Um, <laughs> All right, on our way out the door, I think we should do uh, a little segment where we talk about plugs. Anyone got anything to plug right now? Anything they're working on? Mm, nothing I can talk about. Follow me at Pedro Isaac. Oh, Pedro Pedro is an actor <laughs> on Instagram. There you you don't know your own tag? Well, because it's Pedro Isaac, T-O-R, because Torque. Isaac is like my middle name. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go follow me. I'll be at Normandy and Wilshire if anybody wants to fight. Uh, <laughs> 11, at 11.45 p.m. till <laughs> Any day of the week. <laughs> That's where From you are. From now until the end of time. What about you, Liz? I, no, I got nothing. Follow me at Liz Brownstein. And, and follow me on Instagram at anthony.wave. That's spelled out D-O-T, anthony.wave. It's really confusing. That's why I don't have any followers. <laughs> thank you Angie's list <laughs> follow me on Craigslist I'm oh the one God. who's patrolling all of those like seeking a unicorn posts that's <laughs> I'm every missed connection post. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into Tunes and Tumblers Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood magazine podcast follow us on all of our socials that is Instagram at Tunes and Tumblers or at Twitter Tunes Tumblers pod or you can follow Atwood Magazine at all of our socials. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by the fabulous Drew Franzblau, our Professor Producer Drew Bear. Professor hey. Producer Drew Bear. You. New title. The professor. And, as always, cheers. 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 There we go.